what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. There is nothing in this flesh that is good. Only the power of God can change you and conform you into the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. Only the Holy Spirit can do it, and He only works as you keep your faith anchored in the finished work of Christ. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. Bibles this morning, turn with me please to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, beginning with verse 1. Romans 8, verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. And I just want to stop right there and use for a subject today. The laws of life and death. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for His help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank You for every person that You have brought this way today. Lord, this of which we will look at today is so important. And Lord, I ask for the anointing of your Spirit to rest upon me. Lord, bring back to my memory that which has been studied and prepared. And anoint me to deliver this of which you've given unto me. Anoint your people today to hear it and to receive it. Lord, that we all might be drawn closer to you. Is my prayer today in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. Romans 8 and verse 2 contains two of the most powerful laws in the universe. The law of the Spirit of life and the law of sin and death. The law of sin and death is a very powerful law. It has filled this world with graves. It has killed every single human being that has ever lived. It will continue to kill every single human being right on up until Jesus comes. But the law of the Spirit of life is more powerful than the law of sin and death if certain conditions are met. If certain conditions are met and maintained in your life, you can live a victorious, overcoming Christian life empowered by the Holy Spirit. And that is what Romans chapter 8 is all about. Romans chapter 8 is the place where God wants you to be. But sadly and regrettably, much of Christianity today is in Romans 
chapter 7. The chapter of spiritual failure. Every single person has some idea as to how a Christian should be acting. How a Christian should be behaving themselves, no matter what the situation may be. And then, when they get saved, they set out to try to live up to that particular standard that they have set in their minds. And the Apostle Paul was trying to live up to a standard. He had been taught the law of Moses all of his life. He knew it very well. And when he got saved on that road to Damascus, filled with the Spirit just a few days later, the Apostle Paul set out to try to live up to that standard for which he had always known. He thought, surely now that I am saved and filled with the Spirit, I can meet the demands of the law. And he found himself failing over and over and over again. And he didn't understand why he was failing. Paul said, Romans 7, verse 15, For that which I do I allow not, I understand not. For what I would, that do I not, but what I hate, that do I. That is the cause for why so many will come in and get saved and join the church only to leave a short time later. They get discouraged. They're trying to live for God, but they keep failing, and they don't understand why they're failing. And to be honest with you, the church doesn't understand it. And the church does not know how to properly bring in those who just get saved. They do not know how to teach them properly in the things of God. We need to understand Romans chapter 6, 7, and 8 and how to live for God. Because if we don't understand it and we don't teach it to those who get saved, they're going to get discouraged and they're going to quit and they're going to go right back out here in the world because they don't understand it. But every single one of us, have to go through Romans chapter 7. God allows us to go through Romans chapter 7 because there, there are some things that can only be learned by experience. You can read what is in these three chapters and have a mental assent to what is being said, but until you've lived it, until you have experienced it within your own heart and life, you're not going to get what God's trying to show you. God's trying to bring you to a place. He's trying to bring all of us to a place. And somebody asked me just this week, they've been listening to the programs and whatever the case, and they called me up and said, Brother James, I'm enjoying the program, but how do I know that I've gone through Romans chapter 7 and I'm living in Romans chapter 8? How do I know? You know you've gone through Romans chapter 7 when you admit 
Romans 7 and verse 18. And Paul said, For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. You know you've gone through Romans chapter 7 when you come to the place that you realize that in your flesh there is nothing there that pleases God. Nothing. There is only one thing that pleases God and that is faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. And every single human being has faith. Donald Trump had faith that if he ran for the president in 2016, that he would become the 45th president of the United States. And he got on a bus with several other people and rode all over the country campaigning giving speeches and whatnot. He had the faith that he would become the president. And he set out doing certain things. But wait a minute. Faith has to have the right target. Goals have to be set. The target is out here and you're aiming toward the target. You've got to be focused on that goal. You've got to be focused on that target. And had Donald Trump said, I'm going to become the president, but I believe if I get up every morning and go horseback riding, and I'm going to eat sandwiches at lunchtime and drink lemonade in the afternoon and play cornhole and golf, and I believe if I continue doing this day after day, I'm going to become... Do you think he would have become the president of the United States? No. He had his faith in the right thing. And it got him to be the 45th president of the United States. Now, let me bring it over into our living for God. There's a lot of people in this world who want to go to heaven. There's a lot of people that want to get saved. But they got their faith in the Buddha. And the Buddha ain't going to get you there. They got their faith in Allah. They've got their faith in church attendance. They've got their faith in water baptism. They've got their faith in other things. And they're not going to make it because their faith is not properly placed. The target of faith is not right, and they're going to miss it. Your target of faith, in order to please God, your faith has to be in the right target, and that target is Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That is it. There is nothing else for you to place your faith in. Faith in Christ and what he did at Calvary gets you saved. Faith in Christ and what he did at Calvary keeps you saved. Do you follow what I'm saying? Everything that comes against the child of God is but to pull you away from the cross of Christ. There's nothing in this flesh that pleases God except for our faith, and our faith has to be properly placed. And Paul had his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, 
verse 9, Romans 7, verse 9, For I was alive without the law once. In other words, the law had absolutely nothing to do with his salvation. But he went on to say, but when the commandment came, when he began to focus, when the target when the target of faith shifted from Christ and what he did to the law, and the law depends on what we do. See, his faith shifted, and he didn't even realize that his faith had shifted. This happens so easy with the Christian. And yes, we need to read the Bible. Yes, we need to go to church. Yes, we need to pray. Yes, we need to fast. Some of us a little more than others. But we allow our faith to shift from what Christ and what He did to ourselves and what we can do. And you can't do it. The flesh cannot do that which is spiritual. There's nothing here that pleases God other than faith. For the just shall live by faith. But it has to be the right target. And Paul said, when the commandment came, when my focus shifted to the law, he said, the sin nature revived, and I died. Romans 7, verse 9. Condemnation. The condemnation was so bad. The failure was so bad. Paul likened it to something that the Egyptians did way back in their history when they would take a criminal and condemn him to death by tying him to a corpse. Paul cried out, Romans 7 verse 24, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Paul knew that if deliverance didn't come, if he did not overcome this thing in his life, if he did not get the victory over this thing, he was going to die and spend eternity in hell. And Paul cried out to God. And God gave him the meaning of the new covenant, which is the meaning of the cross. And he said there in Romans chapter 8, verse 1, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. No condemnation now. Not in eternity one day when you're in heaven, but right now, in this life, right now, there can be no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Over 100 times in Paul's 14 epistles, he used that term or, or similar terms, in Christ Jesus. Jesus, And every time he was referring to Christ and what he did for us at the cross. Every time. No condemnation now to them who are in Christ Jesus who walk. The word walk 
has to do with how we order our behavior. Who walk not after the flesh. That has to do with trying to live for God within your own self-efforts. Your own machinations, your, your strength, your personal strength, your ability, your talent, your education. Those things which are indicative to the human being. We cannot live for God by the means of the flesh. There's no condemnation now to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law, Romans 8, verse 2, of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free. From the law of sin and death. The whole human race is born under that law of sin and death. No conditions have to be met. You're just born into that situation. It goes all the way back to what Adam and Eve did in the garden. In the very beginning, the law of sin and death, God put that tree in the garden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He told Adam and Eve, do not partake of that tree, for in the day thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. And it wasn't just for Adam and Eve, it was for their progenitory for every single human being who would ever be born would be born under that law of sin and death. But I'm here to tell you today, the law of the Spirit of life is more powerful than the law of sin and death under certain conditions. Last Sunday... We left here and we went to visit Miss Townsend up in Apex. We were going down 440 and Terry made mention of this airplane that was flying overhead. Huge thing. And the Lord began to use that to explain to me the law of the spirit of life being more powerful than the law of sin and death. That airplane was built under the law of gravity. That airplane is flying. It was built to fly, but it wasn't built up here in the air. It was built on the ground. It was built under the law of gravity. It is held in bondage to the ground. By the law of gravity. That thing weighs thousands and thousands of pounds. You look at it and you're like, how in the world can something that big and all that weight, how in the world can it fly? There's not a single one of us in here, none of you listening by radio today, none of us would be able to go and lift that plane. It weighs so much. It's held in bondage to the ground because of the law of gravity. But the law of flight is more powerful than the law of gravity if certain conditions are met. 
Number one, if that plane can get up enough speed, that's why it's got them big engines on there. If that plane can get up enough speed and somehow you can generate lift under those wings, I don't care how big it is, I don't care how much it weighs, how many passengers is on there, whether they weigh 125 pounds or whether they weigh 200 and <coughs> pounds. If it gets up enough speed and get lift under them wings, that plane can fly. And it can excel and get on up and then it gets to a point to where it levels off. And that plane will stay flying as long as those conditions exist. Speed and lift. But if one of those engines fail, one of those wings gets damaged, breaks off or something, what's going to happen to that plane? There's going to be a lot of people on that plane, whether they're saved or not, they're going to be praying. Those conditions have to be met and maintained in order for that plane to stay in the air. And certain conditions have to be maintained if you're going to overcome the law of sin and death. The law of the spirit of life has one condition, and that is in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Faith. Faith in Christ and what He did at Calvary sets us free from the law of sin and death. The power of the Holy Spirit can work in your life and bring about the change that needs to be made. Yes, a change took place the moment we got saved. But there are still areas of our life that doesn't line up with the Word of God. And God will point out those things. He knows how to bring people into your life that just gets up under your skin. You see, you didn't realize you had a problem with anger until they hired that new person on the job. And they know how to push your buttons. And your first reaction is to get away from them. They make me act a certain way, and I know it's not Christ-like, so it's best for me to get away from that person. No, God has placed them there to show you something ugly about yourself that you don't want to see. See, you didn't know you had a problem with road rage until you had to go visit some folk up in Raleigh and see how some of them crazy folk drive up there. As long as you're driving around Bailey and, and some other little country roads, you didn't have a problem with road rage. Then the Lord showed you. You need to learn how to overcome these feelings, but you can't do it within yourself. There is nothing in this flesh that is good. 
Only the power of God can change you and conform you into the, into the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. Only the Holy Spirit can do it, and He only works as you keep your faith anchored in the finished work of Christ. The Holy Spirit will only work as our faith is anchored in the cross. Don't let nothing pull you away from it. Simon Peter, the Lord told him, he said, Simon, you're going to fail me. You're going to deny me three times. And Simon said, oh no, Lord, I'll never deny you. If you're going to a cross, when you look right beside you, I'm going to be hanging on one right beside you. I'll follow you to hell and back. We all know the story. The Lord told Simon Peter, you're going to fail me. But I prayed for you, Peter, that your faith fail not. See, as a Christian, you're going to find that you lose a lot of battles along the way. But I got news for you. If you don't allow the loss of that battle to rob you of your faith in Christ and what He did, you're going to win the war. You get me? For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMET community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.